Welcome in. Jaguars Drive Time Tuesday brought to you by the Jet Home Loans. We're back on our normal off-season day, Tuesday mornings, with lots to talk about this week. Trevor Lawrence's pro day is complete. Reports that he is getting surgery this morning on that non-throwing shoulder. We have a coaching staff, finally, so many weeks of talking about when this is going to happen. It has happened, and it is a large staff with all kinds of things to talk about. And we start this morning with somewhat of breaking news Brian I know that you're not the biggest social media guy but the Jaguars have tweeted out that they are trying to make teal their primary color if they get 21,000 retweets on a tweet now I am team teal are you well go ahead and and retweet for me you you know however it is when you say they're trying I'm sure they'll get that done I mean the reaction to teal jerseys and the uh, the teal out and I, I, I found it to be favorable from people that I talked to. Talking, by the way, is the, the old-fashioned way of communicating. What? Um, I love the Teal. Uh, you know, I go back to July of 1994 with this franchise, and you know, Teal was the primary color. It evolved in the early part of the 2000s where black became a, uh, a third color and then primary color. And, but Teal is, is the Jaguar's identity. It's what sets it apart. Uh, and I uh, feel a special uh, warmth, let's say, when I see the teal uniforms. And um, so I'm excited that teal is coming back. That's awesome news. All right. Well, you're for it, John. I don't know if you're always okay with change. Are you okay with this? Did they push this by you? Well, change is evil, Schlen. That's one of my mantras. But it's, uh, <laughs> you know, and unlike Brian, I don't like to talk to people. People are evil. Um, it, so. Social media and texting is fine by me. <laughs> I will say this. Whatever number of tweets, if they don't get it, then all the 90,000 people who email, who email me about this topic every week <laughs> should get on social media and do it. Because, I, I, you know, I'm kidding. I think this will be overwhelmingly uh, welcomed. I, I don't passionately care about a team color. It's just not my thing. But Jaguars fans, who I interact with all the time via text, not talking, <laughs> love the teal. So uh, good for them. I think it'll bring in energy. I think people will be excited about it. And uh, for that purposes, I am texting Team Teal. All right, John, and an evil. I, I just I, I want to remind people who may not even know, but back in the original days, as we were out promoting the franchise before there were players, even it was the Jaguars color scheme was teal black and gold, mm-hmm. right? Teal, black and gold. Now, I know gold has been diminished in the color scheme. Um, and after those hideous uh, color rush uniforms, thankfully, those are long gone. Uh, but <laughs> teal has always been. They were been, the best. No, don't has, oh, back. God. You, no, please. Please, no. No. Uh, but it's good, it's good to know that teal is coming back. Um, it's a distinct color. It's the personality of the franchise. And I think the city is uh, better for having teal uniforms for their football team than uh, than the black uniforms. Absolutely. That is the good news of the morning. Make it happen. Twitter sphere Jaguars fans. Let's get to big things. Big thing one is Lawrenceville. The biggest question for Trevor Lawrence's pro day is why did you have a pro day? You have plenty of college film. You're a starter for three years. You've won national championships. Why did you feel the need to do this? 
and he says, well, wanted to be like everyone else. And just wanted to be like everybody else, you know, go through the, this process the right way and just felt like this was important for me to do, give all the teams a chance to see me throw and something that, you know, growing up, you kind of dream about having your pro day and everything's going normal. Then, like I said over there, life happens sometimes and things get switched up. So just showing that I can adapt and adjust, prepare short notice um, and still, you know, put on a pretty good day. You know, obviously how these things go, you wish you had a few throws back. But overall, um, I thought it was a good day. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to, to do the process the right way. And I thought that was important for us to, to still throw and to do that. Trevor Lawrence getting a pro day done before shoulder surgery this morning, reportedly. Big thing, too, is best of the best. We've heard Coach Myers say that about what he wants his coaching staff to look like. Well, we know one thing. It's a very large coaching staff, assistance on assistance. So now the question is, Coach Meyer, what do you want this offense to look like? Oh, it's all I think about 24-7. And uh, this is a this is a transformal decision for the Jaguars. This is we all know that it's a quarterback sport and obviously in the NFL. But it's also when I was talking, we our offense line's pretty good. You know, it's not a blow up offensive line. You know, we got some other areas we've got to fix. So uh, I have a, a vision of what it looks like. Coach Schottenheimer and uh, Bevel, we've had those conversations, but it's going to be built around what we have. And there's some good pieces there, but we got to make it even better. All righty, so we talked offense. Now let's talk defense. Big thing three is scheme, and we tried. We tried to get new defensive coordinator Joe Collin to commit to a 3-4 and a 4-3, and he just wouldn't bite. He wouldn't do it. He says the man's got options. Well, we're still evaluating, you know, our current roster. And, uh, you know, I've been involved with, with in 14 years, eight years in, in a 4-3 scheme where we were multiple and six years in a 3-4 scheme where we were multiple. And it's all tailored to the personnel that you have. And I think in both schemes, you know, you have flexibility to do both. I think like anything, you just you keep improving every day. You know, as a defense, you know, you want to you want to be an attacking defense. You want to be be one that starts with you got to stop the run. A lot of people say it's a throwing league, but you know if it's, sec it's second and three and third and one all day, you're not going to have an opportunity to get after the quarterback. But I just think as, as as the Jaguars move forward, we just continue to get better and keep doing things where you know we're 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 a defense that will not only stop the run but get after the quarterback. Lots of time to figure out what you want to run. It's only February, but we definitely would have liked an answer. But we'll have much more opportunities to talk with defensive coordinator. Joe Collin as we go back up to a big thing one, which was Lawrenceville. And, John, I, for one, thought it was interesting when I saw that Trevor Lawrence was going to move up his pro day and throw before this shoulder surgery. But after watching that pro day, there was more so of a respect for this because he only had two weeks to get this ready, whereas normally prospects have seven or more weeks to prepare for a pro day. And it definitely showed the confidence that he has in himself, that he can pull this together in short notice and – and still make it happen. Well, this is the pro day NFL equivalent of like your mom coming in and saying, hey, Shalane, it's time to get up and go to school and running yeah. out the door with no shower, no lunch, grabbing the bus. I know you didn't drive the bus, Shalane. You were chauffeured to school. But <laughs> this is the NFL equivalent of that. Very little preparation for Trevor Lawrence for this in comparison to most uh, quarterbacks. He had a couple of weeks. He was throwing. He, he wasn't as buff as he usually is. It looks like he's lost a little bit of weight because he hasn't been able to lift. That's that's uh, speculating. But there really wasn't a whole lot of preparation. It didn't feel as maybe 
I know it was scripted, but he didn't have a chance to go out and rehearse all this. He doesn't have to. When Urban talked to him and said, hey, it's not a bad idea to throw, I'm sure Trevor was like, yeah, why not? Let's throw. I mean, it's ball, right? So I think that's the attitude that Urban Meyer was looking for. It seems like he got it. Uh, you know, it, it's he checks every box, even the roll out of bed and go throw on five minutes notice box. Mm -hmm. Overall, he, he just radiates maturity. I mean, he just you, you listen to him, you watch him, you read the stories about how he interacted with the Jaguars and with the other teams that were there. He gets it. Uh, he just understands this game. And, you know, why shouldn't he be? He's been one of the top, you know, upcoming promising prospects at the most important position since he was at Cartersville High School. So the kid gets it. And I don't know about you guys, but all I could do was breathe a sigh of relief watching that last week. Thank God the Jaguars did not win some meaningless game at the end of the year and give it back. Can you imagine being somebody from the Jets watching that? Jets fan or their front office watching that going, we let this guy go for two wins that no one will ever remember other than for having blown the chance to have this guy. I mean, thank goodness that this kid is the Jaguars and not going to the Jets. Yes, I for one got excited after that throw you just watched on Jaguars.com. The very last throw of his pro day, which was a busted play that he just chucked down the field and made it happen. And yes, Brian, I'm with you. I remember back in probably early December when it was win now and make it happen. I'm okay with that. And I saw a lot of Jets fans that were particularly unhappy on social media. But John, the funniest thing of the day was the broadcast of NFL Network and ACC Network. And they kept saying, Look at Urban Meyer right there. He's so close to Trevor Lawrence. Look at him being so close and talking to Dabo. Wow, that's awesome. I think he really likes him. It's like, yeah, I think there's a reason that he's standing so close, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, I think he does like him. Uh, and I actually got a couple of questions from people saying, it looked like Urban was talking more to Dabo than he was watching Trevor. Well, first of all, I don't care about that, and <laughs> there's plenty of tape to go back and watch. Urban went up there. He has seen plenty of Trevor Lawrence. I think he wanted to make sure that Trevor could perform in this kind of a situation uh, under a little bit of pressure, so he got a little bit closer to him. You know, and you know what? If I'm Urban and the kid's head coach, who has been around him for three years, is standing right there, I'm going to milk him for as much information as I can during that time and I try to get a feel for him. So absolutely, he should have been out there talking to Swinney. And uh, that's all I had. <laughs> Go, Slynn. Zone he out. Was, hey, he was, he was planting the flag, right? Yep. He was claiming the territory for his franchise. And he was probably turning, and we couldn't see it, but if it had been me, right? And, and since Jalen Ramsey was here, I've embraced the petty, um, turning and smirking in the direction of the other teams. Like, I hope you guys are enjoying this. You're gonna see it in teal on Sunday afternoons very, very soon. In teal, I like it. All right, let's go to big thing three, which is all about defense and trying to figure out what scheme the Jaguars are going to run this year. But Brian, he said that he has options. There's ways that you can work this either way, but as much as we wanted an answer, I, I get where he's coming from. We don't know what this personnel is gonna look like. 11 draft picks, especially on the defensive line. You've so many questions of what that'll be in 2021. So sounds like we're gonna have to stay patient and that's okay. Well, a couple of thoughts. And again, you know, my history with the three, four goes back to 
the uh, the Blitzburg days in Pittsburgh, and and they they had specific requirements for their defensive linemen, right? Uh, that nose tackle had to be immovable, and if you're Joe. Colin, and you're looking at the stable of guys you've got, do you have that immovable guy in the middle who's going to line up on the nose? Uh, the defensive ends didn't have to be pass rushers. They had to be like big defensive tackles, maybe a little more athletic, because they weren't the edge rushers. Those guys were linebackers in the 3-4. Now, he's got those linebackers, it appears, with Caleb on, Chase on, um, and uh, Josh Allen. So he's got to be able to look and see. And, and I think, it, and we talked about this on our uh, Jaguars Reporters podcast, and John alluded to the fact Neither Miles Jack nor Joe Schobert look like that traditional inside linebacker, that sturdy 240-pound guy that can step up into the gap and take on a guard. Um, they may need to find one or two. They may need to figure out how they're going to work those guys around. So if I'm Joe, I wouldn't commit to it either. And let's face it, and everybody knows this, that just on the, the, the alignment of different linebackers and the personnel group, how many defensive linemen you have in there, you can play this hybrid scheme to make a, an offensive coordinator guess how you're going to play until he gets the bodies in place that he wants to run the scheme that he wants. But he said, and we should believe him, it's about the personnel you have. Yep, and you have a chance to build that personnel over $73 million in cap space, 11 draft picks, needless to, needless to say some additions will be coming to this personnel. And that is big things when we come back. Ozone snapshot here on Jaguars Drive Time. Tropical Smoothie Cafe. One taste and you're feeling good now, smiling wider now, seeing brighter now. Bucket Dunkin' now, namaste in now. Popping a wheelie now, living lighter now. You're on Tropic Time now. And on Mondays, try our Jaguars Duval Delight Smoothies for $2.99. And you're roaring louder now, end zone dancing now, sipping spirit now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars fans, Brian Sexton here. I've discovered something that will take your tailgate to the next level this football season. Bernie Grills. You've never seen anything like these portable all-wood grills. Bernie's are convenient, affordable, and simple to use with no messy cleanup. Bernie's real alder wood flavor makes burgers and brats taste delicious. I grilled some steaks on mine the other night, and they were incredible. So get your Bernie Grill for the next game at BernieGrill.com or at Amazon. Bernie Grill. Light. Grill. Done. Jags Drive Time is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. By Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Welcome to a new era of Jaguars football. The reload has begun, beginning with new head coach Urban Meyer. Don't miss out on the best seats before they're gone. Lock in your tickets for now for the 2021 season by placing a deposit at Jaguars.com.
Back on Jaguars Drive Time Tuesday morning, brought to you by Jet Homelands. Let's check in on this Twitter thing going on. Making teal the primary color. Needs 21,000 retweets to make it happen. It's going up before our eyes. 4,915. Do your part, Jaguars fans, if you want to be rock Come on, teal. teal. Let's go, Teal. We're hyped up this morning. Big deal. Change is in the air. We love it. Let's go to Ozone Snapshot, a man that loves change. All right, here we go. Let's go to Sparks. Our guy Bradley, an average fan, can see Trevor Lawrence is perhaps the top quarterback prospect of all time when it comes to physical traits. Do you and the other experts see any big question marks in these intangible categories? Naturally, let's find something wrong with this guy. Well, uh, first of all, I'm no expert, but I talk <laughs> to people who I believe are, and that's what you're sort of looking for when you ask people about Trevor Lawrence, because everything else about him is as crystal clear, clean as a prospect can be. He looks the part, throwing motion, everything's perfect. Does he have all the off-field stuff? That's the one question I have in terms of ability to read defenses at the line of scrimmage. I've said it before. You know, that's what caused me to believe that Andrew Luck was going to be a knockdown all-pro quarterback from very early on, and I think he was. Does Trevor have that? He probably didn't show it at Clemson, but everybody you talked to said he is incredibly intelligent football-wise, has the ability to do that in the NFL, is a studier, is a in-first, leave-last guy. He's a what-you-see-is-what-you-get. He understands well in advance what is required of him. Uh, everything you hear is that the off-field stuff, every intangible that the questioner listed is there. If that's all there, and if that's real, then no way does he miss, because physically, he's everything. The only thing that would make him miss is if something's missing off the field. So, look, I'm not an expert either, but I talk to experts, you know, coaches and scouts, and the people that I know who have evaluated him say that, you know, perhaps the only thing physically that, you, that you're going to really work on is that he tends to be a bit long in the pocket. He's 6'6". Um, and at Clemson, it was easier for the pocket to maintain its integrity and for him to be able to use, you know, his length to drive the ball. Uh, may have to change that because obviously in the NFL, the pass rush is a bit more intense. Off the field, look, the guy has everything you could possibly want. Um, I've said it before. I, you know, I think he, he looks like Peyton Manning to me on the field and Tim Tebow off of it. I know that's lofty praise, but the kid has leadership qualities that he just, he just radiates. And you know, the way that he interacts with the coaches and the teammates around him. But more than that, you watch the way that his teammates radiated to him and reacted to him. No way. I mean, this guy has got every single thing you could want. I'm interested in leadership for a lot of reasons. I study it. He's got it. And there's that quality that you just can't, you know, put your finger on. Graduated, getting married, mature beyond it, understands the business side of it, wants to be great. Check. Check the box I saw on social media that after his pro day, he went and spoke to every single staff member, janitor, anyone that had anything to do with his pro day. He went and spoke to each person for about five minutes and 
off the field, needless to say, you can check that box. So let's go to J-Town, our offensive line. Here we go, buckle up, folks. Our offensive line is pretty good. It's not a blow-up offensive line. I guess Urban hasn't read the comment section. He's been pretty busy, John, so I guess he hasn't noticed yeah. this. Yeah, that's in reference to... Uh... Every once in a while, somebody will mention in the Ozone Mailbag the comment section. I, I have no idea what that really is, but <laughs> I, hear, I hear one exists. Um, and, and this is something we've been harping on, uh, Brian, Ashland, on the show since early in the season. People love to criticize offensive line. They love to blame everything on an offense on the offensive line. We've said it a million times, this offensive line wasn't bad last year. I thought the first tell, the first hint, that the new regime believed that was the fact that George Warhop was retained. If you thought the offensive line stunk, you probably wouldn't have brought the coach back. Um, it, it, it's clear to me they believe there's some continuity that's, that would be a good thing there. They have a rookie quarterback who's probably going to start, might start, might draft a quarterback. So, you know, I think the big question is what happens with Cam Robinson, a free agent. Beyond the people who are free agents, I could see this – I could see all four coming back. Not major changes in the offensive line this year. I wish I had told I people that already so they'd line. have been prepared for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, look, Jay Gruden told everybody as well that this line was going to be bedrock for the team this year. And they improved from 2019. They did. And the, the proof of that is undrafted rookie free agent running back runs for more than a thousand yards um the quarterback held the ball too long i mean that's just a fact here's the thing offensive line play isn't as easy to diagnose as some folks would like it to be yeah when a guy gets beat around the edge or a spin move back to the inside a tackle perhaps it's easy to go well he got beat but you don't know what kind of games they're playing up front, what the assignments are, who's supposed to have who, where they're sliding the protection, because the quarterback is making all those checks and changes with the center at the line of scrimmage. So where you think you're seeing weakness, you might not be. You might be seeing some mental errors here or there. They cleaned that up in 20 to 20. Uh, and so the line is good. It's not, you know, the, the Dallas Cowboys of the last decade good, but it's good and it can get better. And there are players in this draft, and there are players in free agency that can help them get better. But as you said, John, it's going to depend on what they think of Cam Robinson, how much they're willing to pay, how much you know, Cam is going to ask for, how much he's willing to accept. Um, the good news for the Jaguars is it, you're not tearing this thing down. You're looking to build it up. And that's I thought George Warhop did an excellent job last year. He really is a tremendous coach. And that's not just my opinion. That's the opinion of people around the league when I say, hey, tell me about George Warhop. Um, and I was with you when they kept him. I thought, oh, okay. Jay Gruden was right. This offensive line was solid. Mm -hmm. And the Jaguars agree by keeping him as their offensive line coach going into 2021. And more Trevor Lawrence to wrap up Ozone's snapshot here in Jacksonville. Kyle, what do you got for us? I'm as excited as anyone else about Trevor Lawrence coming to Jacksonville. Is there any chance he might refuse to play here? I believe it's happened a couple times before. Manning, Elway, any concern here? Mr. Osier. No. <laughs> N-O, period. And, and, and I, I was going to stop there, but I can't be just one word guy. Look, he's clearly communicating with Urban Meyer. He came out in the draft knowing the Jaguars had the pick. This is, you know, Jaguars fan angst popping back up, worry over nothing. 
all of these things, he's not going to say no to playing here. There's no reason to write stories or comment in the comments section about, hey, it looks like Trevor maybe likes to. If they draft him, which I firmly believe they will, he's going to play here. The, as a Seinfeld said, or as uh, Banya said on Seinfeld, this is the meal. This is what it is. He's going to be here. The end. Enough with the drama. Um, I, I, here's what I can add. I, why wouldn't you want to live in Jacksonville, right? I mean, you people around the league like to poke fun because the team hasn't been that good in recent years. Uh, but that's why he's coming here. You know, he's coming here to lift this franchise up. Where would you rather live right now? In North Florida or in New York? I, are you kidding? I forget the taxes. We all know the tax situation here. Uh, but the sunshine, he's going to make enough money that if he wants to live on the ocean or on the river, he's going to be able to do that. Uh, and we are living in an open society of responsible people who are dealing with the pandemic as opposed to one that's been closed down for all this time. Where would you want to come? Plus, he's from Georgia. I mean, it's not like he's from New York or New Jersey or Pennsylvania and wants to go home. He is home. And no, this is a great market. This is a great place to live. And once ownership gets this thing turned around, it's going to be a great franchise. And he's a big part of that. No, if I'm him, Jacksonville sounds really, really good to me. He said after his pro day. Whoa, Brian. What? Whoa, 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 Brian, live on the river. He's going to be able to buy the river. Are you kidding me? He's going to own yeah. the river. Well, I, if <laughs> I'm him, I, I, I come out towards the beach and I find an oceanfront home. And, I, you know, I mean, look, he and his fiancée are going to be too far um, in a marketplace where, where he will be able to enjoy a really strong quality of life. Yes, he'll be a huge fish in a smaller pond, but this is a place where people let you live your life. He'll be able to go out to dinner, sign some autographs, shake some hands, but people will leave him alone and let him enjoy dinner with his wife out. This market fits him better than any other market in the NFL, I think, because he's from small town Georgia. I love it. I think it's going to be an awesome pairing. And you'll remember, not to hit myself on the chest too hard, I said last year I would, I would be willing to accept any record whatsoever in 2020 if it meant I got him. He fits this marketplace so well. Devout Christian, a person from the South, a person who is of high character that this market values. No way, man. This is the perfect pairing. And thankfully, the Jaguars went 1-15. I was willing to endure that to get this kid. And now I'm just all smiles because I know what he means for this franchise and this city. Yes. The end of his pro day, he said he was the biggest fan of Casey Musgraves and his favorite song was Butterflies. I'm in. That's a great fit for Jacksonville. John, go look up Casey Musgraves. You'll love her. Uh, you got to tell me who she is, I've too, or is it a he? Yeah, have you really, John? All right. I haven't. I'm impressed. Brian, I'll I send have. you some tracks. You're going to like her, and so does Trevor Lawrence, and that's my biggest Is she from Jacksonville? Her. She's not from Jacksonville, but she's a country singer, a little folksy, oh. kind of some Jacksonville vibes. Uh, I not like that. New York. Ugh. Yeah. Not in New York. He we fits. This is going to be a great. This is going to be great. When we come back. Beyond number one. Speaking of the number one overall pick. Beyond number one. Our draft segment coming up on Jaguars Drive Time. Hey, in just one segment, over a thousand more retweets. Five thousand four hundred and thirteen to make teal the primary color for the Jaguars. Get on Twitter. Retweet. Let's make this happen. Jacksonville. Forever Vets Animal Hospital has always been about helping animals with same-day appointments, walk-ins, and extended hours. 
Keeping your pets healthy is important to their experienced and dedicated staff. From preventive care, surgical, diagnostic, and emergency procedures, they offer quality pet care at a reasonable cost. Your pets deserve the best, and that's Forever Vets. Visit ForeverVets.com to learn more and book your first free office exam today. They can't wait to have you as a part of the Forever Vets family. You won't find a better deal to keep your ride clean than Scrubble's Flexible Service Car Wash. Start in the tunnel wash and experience state-of-the-art equipment while enjoying a soapy light show. Our quality soaps and solutions keep your vehicle streak-free. Every three-minute car wash package comes with self-serve vacuuming, lint-free towels, window cleaner, and a free air freshener. Visit us at the St. John's Town Center, Fleming Island, and Atlantic Beach. And coming soon to Kernan in Atlantic. Trust the bow tie. You'll know quality once you arrive. Go Jags! Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. Exclusively from TIAA Bank, the Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features, along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide. And it's yours, free, when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Order yours today. Visit TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I've seen uh, plenty of tape on uh, both of them. And, you know, I, I look at Miles Jack as a guy that is very fluid, a guy that can, you know, get downhill, very athletic, and a guy who's really good at open space. And then I just, yesterday, Joe came by to see me for the first time. We, we sat down and talked a long time. And, and I, the same thing with Joe, you know, you, you're looking at two backers that kind of are in the prime of their career. And, and that because of the, the amount of time, the length of time that they have been in the NFL, but uh, guys that can make plays and, and guys that will become the staple of our defense. Because if, you, if you're not good at linebacker, then you really don't have much of a chance to play really good defense. But I'm uh, really, really looking forward to coaching both of them because they want to learn. You, you can tell they're learners. They want to learn, and they want to uh, they want to get better. It's all about creating value, and those guys want to create value for themselves, and, and they want to become the best. Miles Jack, Joe Schobert, the peak of their careers. That's what Jaguars fans want to hear. That was Charlie Strong, assistant head coach, and Inside linebackers coach on his press conference last Thursday when Urban Meyer announced that coaching staff, that very large coaching staff. As we're back on Jaguars drive time with Brian Sexton and John Ozier, it is officially draft. I have to interrupt you real quick. Of course, go ahead. I have to interrupt you real quick because mm-hmm. I was in Gainesville uh, this weekend with some friends and they're huge Gator fans and they had a gathering of people and lots of Gator fans and they were all disappointed that Urban Meyer hired Charlie Strong because they wanted him. They thought he was going to come back to Gainesville and be the Gators defensive coordinator this year. That's how strong he is in Gainesville. The people down there were very disappointed that he landed in Jacksonville. And I said, I don't care. I'm glad he's there. Not so fast, Gator fans. I see what you did there with the strong, strong reference. You're on it this Tuesday morning. As we get ready for beyond number one, we took a big look at all the draft picks last week, 11 of them to be exact, and took a big picture look. And now we're going to stay in the first round and go to that second pick in the first round, number 25. And I pose this question to you. There are a lot of options that you can go at 25 most recently cornerback and safety have been mocked to the Jaguars at 25 but John if they do switch 
to a 3-4, and you have Joe Schobert and Miles Jack most likely as inside linebackers. Is that strong enough? Do you feel good enough about that to not bring in any other options? We take a look at four linebackers who are in the first round or mocked to be in the first round. Maybe you pick one of these guys at 25 if you're going to shift that defense, but you also make the argument there are a lot of needs, and you can go a bunch of different directions with that pick. Yeah, and, you know, it'll be – this is going to be so hard, and I get we have to do the drill. Um, I I would be surprised if they go linebacker at number 25 because of what's on the roster and because of it, it's linebacker at that spot it is a tough spot because you often don't get the value and impact. Trent Valky is a uh, value drafter, believes in value of the position. So I'd be surprised if they go linebacker there. I, I, I'm thinking it'll probably be wide receiver, tight end, maybe even an impact playmaking running back, oh. uh, somebody to add some dynamics to this offense. But Parsons, I think it's Parsons from Penn State, if I'm yes. reading right. That's the guy that you read the most about, that you hear the most about as a possibility there. For me, if they go three four, you've got three line. You've got four linebackers to go across. If they stay four three, yeah, you know, I, I don't know that you really need a first round linebacker in that spot. So uh, I would be surprised if this is the move. I'll uh, I'll remind you that Trent Balky was in San Francisco when the Niners used a top ten pick on Patrick Willis. So I wouldn't put it past him to draft one. And where you look at the Jaguars at twenty five and thirty three. If there's a linebacker there, and I think the Collins kid from Tulsa fits the mold of an inside 3-4 linebacker better than most. He reminds me of LeVon Kirkland in his body style. He's 260 pounds. You want a guy who can get up in there and clog holes? Yeah, that's your guy right there. There are a couple of other linebackers. Nick Bolton from Missouri is there. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if at 28 in the, or pardon me, 25 in the first round, or 33 at the top of the second round, if the Jaguars thought one of these linebackers fit, that they wouldn't grab them. Uh, remember, in a 3-4 scheme, and again, we're assuming, we're playing this game. In a 3-4 scheme, it's about the linebackers. In a 4-3 scheme, it's about the defensive ends. It's about the guys up front. You can never have enough linebackers. It seemed forever that the Steelers were grabbing linebacker after linebacker after linebacker. You know. Joey um, Porter, and I mean, I can't even remember them all. There were so many, but if you go back and look, they were always drafting guys that fit their mold. So if the Jaguars want to run a 3-4, it would not, I, I wouldn't put it past him at all to either put Christian Barmore from Alabama there at 25 or Zayvon Collins, who kind of fits right there. And I think the biggest question for, not the biggest question, but something you have to address is Shaq Quarterman, the Jaguars' fourth round pick of the draft last year. Where is he? We haven't seen a lot of him, and we talked a lot about him in training camp, John, but maybe that's a guy that you start plugging and playing and, and seeing more of and seeing the potential that, there because Shaq Quarterman was a guy that started his freshman year and then went on to start all four years at Miami. Yeah, I mean, he would fit 3-4 inside linebacker because he's not really as much a side-to-side -side as he is attacked the line of scrimmage. So he would make sense. And, uh, you know, the more I listen to Brian, you know, I'll, I'll back off a little bit. I'll say, uh, you know, 50-50 on linebacker in the first round. Brian, you convinced me. Congratulations. First time. Well, and, and remember, <laughs> I, I said, I, said I kind of snuck in on the top of the second round. 
25 and 33. There are some linebackers there. Let me give you another name. Um, the kid, uh, Davis kid from uh, Kentucky stands out. Bolton from Missouri. Uh, Jabril Cox from LSU. Um, th I mean, these are guys that are going to fit, you know, where the Jaguars are between 25 and 33. A again, we could be walking down the wrong road. They could be like, look, we are 4-3 all the way. We like what we've got. But we don't know who they're going to go after or who they're going to land in free agency. Um, they're not going to tell us what, the, what scheme they're going to run. I I'm just saying that if they, if they decide that they want to run a 3-4, where they're at with their second first-round pick and their first second-round pick, and maybe even the second second-round pick, which is at 45, there are some guys there that, that fit that, um, how did you call it, attack the line of scrimmage linebacker mentality. Mm -hmm. and you said this on the podcast yesterday. You're exactly right. Neither Joe Schobert nor Miles Jack are attack the line of scrimmage guys. They are more run around, uh, beat guys to the point of attack kind of linebackers. Um, but some of these guys may fit that mold. We shall see weeks and weeks and weeks to talk about what the Jaguars will do with the first pick and the second pick in the first round and all 11 draft picks in this segment beyond number one that we will have every single week. When we come back on Jaguars drive time. What's trending in the NFL? We'll find out. At Jacksonville International Airport, the health and safety of travelers is their number one priority. They're doing everything they can to mitigate the spread of COVID-19, from adhering to CDC cleaning guidelines, requiring facial coverings in the terminal, and encouraging social distancing at every point of the airport experience. For a comprehensive look at what the airport, airlines, and their shops, restaurants, and rental cars are doing to keep passengers safe, please visit jacksairportcares.com to learn more. With over 100 years of experience, Duval Motor Company knows experience counts, both on the field and under the hood. That's why all of their service departments are staffed by certified professionals who take pride in servicing any make and model, not just the vehicles they sell. Keeping your vehicles on the road is what drives Duval Motor Company. They know how much you depend on your car, and you can depend on them to put service first. Any make, any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com. You're working from home. So how do you connect with coworkers and clients? With Ring Central, the number one global communication solution for business. Ring Central makes talking, texting, collaborating, and video calls easy. And it's all on one platform. And when we say everyone should be connected, we mean it. It's why we're giving Ring Central free to educators, health providers, and nonprofits. Learn more at RingCentral.com. Welcome to the new Ring Central. Jags Drive Time is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And at Deco, visit adecousa.com. Um, I have sat down with the McNair family and I have asked them for my release, and we have mutually agreed to part ways at this time. Uh, I came here 10 years ago as a kid from Wisconsin who'd never really been to Texas before, and now I can't imagine my life without Texas in it. Um, the way that you guys have treated me, besides draft night, I mean, you guys booed me on draft night, but uh, every day after that, you treated me like family. 
J.J. Watt out of the Houston Texans organization. Major news in the AFC South to start this What's Trending segment on Jaguars Drive Time. Looking at all things around the NFL with Brian Sexton and John Osier. So let's take a look. J.J. Watt, he starts out this What's Trending segment. A street free agent. Not literally, but he is on the street looking for a team. You could go sign him today if you wanted to. J.J. Watt out of Houston, Texas. And that brings us to our second point, which is Deshaun Watson. Is he going to stay the Texans quarterback? The Texans have said, we are not trading him. We're not answering phone calls. No, no, no. Deshaun Watson says, get me out of here. How do you find a middle ground here? And finally, staying in the AFC South, who is the Colts quarterback going to be? Phillip Rivers has retired and all kinds of talks about Carson Wentz possibly going to Indianapolis, but the Colts have said, we want a long-term solution here, a long-term marriage. We don't want a two-year stint and do the same thing we just did bringing in a veteran quarterback. This guy has to fit. So, John, you spent multiple years in Indianapolis. How do you see this shaking out? Is Carson Wentz going to go there? Yeah, well, uh, my multiple years in Indianapolis uh, ended 10 years ago, so I don't have much insight into actually what they do now uh, beyond what I see. But it feels like that's going to be where Wentz ends up. Uh, it feels like right now Philadelphia wants more than the Colts want to pay. It sounds like that's where Wentz wants to be. Uh, my guess is it eventually works out, and it made us have to take some time for uh, the two sides to meet. Uh, I guess at this point, I would be a little surprised if he's not there. I'd put the odds, you know, 60-40. I would lean toward Wentz being there. Yeah, as of right now, you're seeing Indianapolis. You know, I, I think it's worth noting that the Colts were a franchise of immense quarterback stability, right? Peyton Manning goes there in 1998, finishes up in 11. They take Andrew Luck in 12. And now all of a sudden, you know, they're playing this, this roulette game, trying to figure out who their guy is. It's interesting because that's something they've never really, well, I shouldn't say never, but Colts fans have not had to deal with that in more than 20 years. They have been remarkably, remarkably stable and sound at the position. And now they're trying to figure it out. They don't get in on Stafford. It's not a done deal with Wentz, by the way. Um, and do you really know what you're getting in Wentz? I mean, he was benched for Jalen Hurts, um, and they don't want him, and he brings a pretty big salary cap number to you. So does Wentz fix it, or should they maybe use some draft capital and move up? They've got a really nice roster, a really, really nice roster. And if you get Wentz in there, maybe he fixes it, but maybe he doesn't. And, and maybe they're on the edge of this instable quarterback, unstable quarterback thing that a lot of franchises go with, and they just kind of flounder in the middle until they, I don't know, find their guy or tank and end up with a guy high in the draft at some point. Who knows? That's not, that's not a turnkey, they're number one in the division kind of thing. Yep, the favorites, Carson Wentz, San Francisco 49ers, and Indianapolis Colts. We'll see where he ends up, and that's what's trending in the NFL and what's trending on social media right now in Jacksonville is making teal the primary color for the Jaguars. 6,050 retweets get him up to 21,000. Come on, Teal. And it happens. Let's go, Twitter. Get to work. It's early. Make it happen. 21,000 retweets, and we'll do our part. That's three retweets right there for you, Jaguars. You're welcome. That's Jaguars Drive Time. Thank you for tuning in. Stay with us all week long on Jaguars.com. We shall see you next Tuesday.